Hi, everybody. Welcome again to uh, another Bad Tabletop Gaming podcast. Today with us, we've got a couple of guests. So uh, on my right, left, go ahead, introduce yourselves, boys. Tell us what armies you play. Well, I'm not a guest. I'm Bill. You pointed at me. It don't matter. Oh, I, did? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm someone started off. Way, but that's okay. Yeah, Ryan, why don't you start off then? Well, I start off. Sorry, I got confused there. I'm actually below you. It's like a Brady Bunch picture here <laughs> going on. It's all good. So, anyways, um, I'm Ryan Irvin. I've been playing since uh, Heresy. I've only actually been playing since 2017 when I got back into the hobby. Other than that, I played since 1996. Uh, stopped for a little while. Heresy, though, I play Imperial Fists, and I play, um, I actually play a Shattered Legion army of Traitor Legions, um, based mostly around the Emperor's Children. Actually, I've got a fairly large Emperor's Children army now, it's starting to come together, but it's also got World Eaters in it, and it's got um, Sons of Horus, and then there's Talons of the Emperor hiding somewhere, but, you know, it's an addiction for this game and this hobby, you, you can't <laughs> stop at one. Nope. nope. Yeah. <laughs> Alex? Right on. Yeah. Uh, I'm Alex. Uh, I've been, I haven't been in the hobby that long. I, I kind of got into it um, back in 2013, I'd say. I really played my first game, uh, and that was just regular 40K. And then I uh, kind of got drawn into the heresy around when uh, Corvus Corax came out. Um, and uh, I got sucked into it with a couple bundle deals that Forge World had on there and built a, built a Raven Guard army. So I've been playing Raven Guard uh, more or less the whole time, on and off a little bit. Um, I've done some pet projects here and there, uh, including uh, the Emperor's Children that Ryan's got now. And uh, I, I, I did Night Lords just kind of for kicks because I, I got a bunch of it kind of in a trade one time. Um, just painted it up and then kind of turned it over. Uh, and I've been working on a Mechanicum, um, which is largely Skitari, Secutari based. So Nice, nice. And then you yeah. guys know, I don't know which way, it doesn't matter, Bill and Andy. Yeah. 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 Um, and actually, two Emperor's Children's players. So we're going to jump right in. What are we going to talk about? Well, let's look at Soul Tarvitz. Who's, who's putting them on here? Love that it. model. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. It, it's really, really nice. What's the thing above his hair? I guess we should look at him first. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, if you if you look at some of the art, because it's not actually a thing above his hair. If you pull that, if you can zoom in a little bit there, Andy, um, where most uh, where most Marines would have like the service studs, he kind of has like a plate. Hmm. Um, so you can see it more in some of the artwork around Saul Tarvitz, and uh, if you've ever played like the um, the card game on the phone, uh, he's Legion. got the yeah Legion. Thank you. He's got the the plate on his head there as well. Uh, yeah, you can you oh, can nice. see it right there. Um, so, so it's just it's a little nod to that. Do you know like wh- why? Okay, so I remember reading um, or listening to the first few books, um, and. I mean, he was an amazing character, but where where does that come from? It's never really been addressed, and it's not really described, nope. uh, as far as I can remember. I, I don't know, Ryan, if you want to jump in on that. Um, uh, I don't re- really remember it being mentioned. I think it's just something that kind of came along in the uh, in the artwork for it, um, in place of a service stud. 
Yeah, it could also be kind of a throwback because I remember years ago there used to be, you would sometimes find um, space marines that would have a portion of their skull would be kind of a plate. So I don't know, it could have been a headshot and they've just kind of covered it over type thing. It, it doesn't really say what it, what it could be or what it is or what it ever was. But that's kind of my sneaking suspicion that maybe it was a headshot or whatever that he, because maybe linking towards, because he does carry, oddly enough, he does carry a sniper rifle. Um, maybe he was having some sort of a sniper duel with somebody and took one in the forehead. Yeah, so, yeah. Sure. Just, know. just to interrupt, if anybody knows, add it to the comments, please, because I'm really, really interested. I want to know where that comes from, because I'm sure yeah. at some point in one of the stories they mention it. And, uh, and and now we're just you know guessing, but yeah. No, but the model is really nice. I, I never envisioned his sword to have the little hook at the end, or or. It's a nice nod yeah. to Emperor's children. Yeah, I I didn't either, but it does. It looks it looks a lot like the Lair blade, um, and and somewhat like the the Palantine uh, the Palantine blades, um, Charnable sabers. Uh, so I think it's trying to kind of keep in line with that while giving it a bit more bulk because um, it is it is a little bit more of a broadsword. And you can see that the way that he's holding it, it's got the, the leather wrapping around the bottom of the blade, um, which is common yeah. for, for that fighting style with claymores. Um, so the... Is that really a sniper? Do they have a back shot? Is that a sniper rifle? It back? is a sniper rifle. For whatever reason, Saul Tarvitz has a ballistic skill of four and then he's... Uh, He's armed with a sniper rifle. Um, so for someone that you kind of want him to be more moving, he, he doesn't really give good buffs, um, like aura buffs. Uh, so he's not someone you necessarily want to keep sitting behind a line, but um, it's it's an odd choice because uh, they don't really describe him as using a sniper rifle in the books either. Well, it is kind of an odd one that he does have a sniper rifle with his... But given that he has that rule that makes it so he's better at like a I think it's called hold the line or hold the defensive line or something like that. Yeah, that's true. Um, master of defense. A little. Yes, master of defense. That's what it is. Yeah. He's. That's um, his warlord trait, though. So it's yes. only if he's a warlord. Um, he's only a loyalist, of course. So the, any unit he joins gains counterattack while they're within their own deployment zone. Yeah, so it kind totally of okay. motivates you to kind yeah. of stick around with it. Yeah. Like, you don't go off on missions um, to kind of do stuff, which kind of defeats the purpose of a little bit of the fluff to be carrying a sniper rifle. I don't know. Um, it's, definitely just see how it's definitely a unique combination for... Yeah, well, especially when he's, you know, he's one less ballistic skill than your standard Centurion. Uh, I'm surprised his weapon is what it is. So they gave him the Charbonnel, Charnabal broadsword, right? Yeah. What's the Emperor's Children uh, regular weapon? Uh, like for the Palantine blade. blades? Charnable Sabres. So which is something that's widely available. So Charnable Sabres uh, have Duelist Edge, which give you uh, plus oh, so one initiative and a challenge. And mm -hmm. the Charnable broadsword does give that to Salt Harvitz as well. Oh, but uh, it gives him plus one strength. 
yeah. two-handed though. Rending? It's, yep, yeah, rending yeah. is standard okay. on Chernable Sabres as well, but it's it's two-handed and plus one strength. So that's that's the real difference of it. Um, is you're kind of you're giving up the the extra attack for having two close combat weapons um, in exchange for plus one strength. Right, right. Preferred enemy, Emperor's Children. That's cool. Yeah. Master of the Legion, Refractor Field. So he's a good, um, he's a good low level small point. Yeah, game. for being 135 uh, points, right? That's right. Yeah, no, fairly he's, decent. He's really yeah. yeah, and he's he's only meant to be a line officer, right? Like he's not yeah. he's not really praetor status, so you can't really have him bumped up that that high or or have him running I, around with a paragon I mean, blade. He still has three wounds. Three wounds, right? yeah, that's pretty Six sweet. And leadership still still nice. ten. Yeah. Right in leadership ten. Yeah, yeah. So like in a small army, 135 points, loyalist. That's that's nice. Do you? Yeah. So are you planning on having him, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually just wrote a list up. I was bouncing ideas off of Alex as as I expand my emperor's children. He, I was like, oh, what if I did like kind of a soul Tarvitz type thing? He's like, you do know that model that you got off me that I modeled <laughs> is, was made of salt targets. So, um, yeah. He, so I, I used, a, did you ever get that head, I Alex, that you're looking for? Give me two seconds. Yeah. Uh, sure. no, I, I didn't. Um, I, I ended up putting a helmet on him, uh, instead. Oh, okay. So this is the model that, that he did up. Right. Try, try it. Okay. Yeah. So, cause I always kind of envisioned the, the initial plan for that model was to put him into a, uh, a diorama with um, a conversion for Lucius right. with two turnable sabers. Um, so that's why I kind of went for the action sweeping up with the, the broadsword. Right, right. Yeah, very, very Which is actually similar, funny actually. considering the actual model that they just released is pretty much the same position, eh? Yeah, it's very, very close. Uh, I, I I didn't put a sniper rifle. Um, I, I opted not to model it fully WYSIWYG. Um, yeah. And uh, two reasons for that. Uh, one, obviously, economy of space. Um, I didn't want the model to look cluttered. And uh, the, the second was, um, I, I can't remember which book it's in, but the, the Emperor's Children, uh, one of the Emperor's Children was described as setting his bolter down carefully because they take so much care of their weapons. So before he actually got into close combat, he sets the bolter down on the ground. Uh, so by that, I mean, with that in mind, then I can kind of rationalize not having the sniper rifle on there because he would have put it down before actually engaging in the in the sword fight. It does also say that the sniper rifle is a modified bolter, right? So if you ever yeah. did want to yeah. add something or even on the ground, yeah. there's lots of models that have the like modified like, bolters uh... with the extra... Yep, length barrel. So it's like the stock. Yeah, and, and actually, if if that is something you want, Ryan, I do have uh, I do have the Bolter sniper rifles. I actually do somewhere. have uh, five of them. I, uh, I I picked up a recon squad secondhand from a guy in town here, and he had them modeled with shot or with the sniper shotguns. rifles, but he had the shotguns on the backs. Okay. So yeah. all I did was swap it and took it off. So nice. I've actually got those. But actually, so to go back to your, your shotgun, recon squads with melted bombs and shotguns. Okay. And the world leaders. Actually, that makes go. a lot of sense. So, sure. Yeah, I mean, if you put them in scout yeah, armor, yeah. you can infiltrate them, hide them in a building, and then start a turn two, run them into something and blow it up. Because they have moved through cover and infiltrate if they're in scout armor. 
Yeah. 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 Good, so yeah but go back to your your question. The um, would I would I field them? Actually, I did, and uh, I haven't played the game with them yet, obviously, because we're stuck. Uh, but I. I, I put him in the army, but then looking at the stats, like you said, he's only got three attacks. He's double, using a double-handed weapon. So I did, decided to buff him a little bit. I, I gave him a command squad. So he's got kind of the yeah. basic command squad. So he's got like the standard bearer, and then he's got a couple of other guys with charnable sabers, combat shields, and Volkite. So it gives him a little bit of kind of backup support without taking away from his the whole idea that he's the commander. I don't want to just take him and just throw him in some massive blob like Terminators or something. It's yeah. just kind of... No, I'd probably give it, put him, like, if I were to run him. It, it's He's definitely not... Like, if we're talking about competitive play, he's not a model that you would you run for competitive play. But for majority oh, no. of the other games, and especially if you, if you run story-based campaigns or anything like that, he, he would be awesome, right? Especially if you do, like, Emperor's Children versus exactly. Emperor's Children or with... Uh, with uh war leaders and you know did you mention that your scattered legion is traitors yeah my my okay. my shattered legion is made of traitor legions so it is word world leaders oh but they're, but they're loyalists. and so yeah. the horus yes right now um but what i'm doing is i'm just kind of building them so then all i have to do everybody is just goes traitor. a couple of characters and they can play as traitors as Come old? to the okay. dark side. Everybody yeah. well, for sure. you've got lots of people out there that play one side or the other side, right? There is. And yeah. some guys, when they see a Shattered Legion, they're like, oh, sweet, you know, I've got, you know, Salamanders, in which case I'm like, yeah, well, I'm going to beat on you. And then other times they're like, oh, I hate, you know, Emperor's Children. And then it's like, okay, well, you're playing, you know, whatever, World Eaters. And it's like, okay, well, so I guess I'm Loyalist. See, myself, I've got, like, uh, you know, Dark Mechanicum that I run, um, and then I've got the most loyal Legion of them all. Oh, God. Boo! Yeah. Elf Lame. So I kind of do both. Turn that, turn that mug upside down, Aaron. <laughs> you, you mean around? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, but with, uh, yeah. with him coming out, the model coming out of the left field, that was quite interesting. Right. Like didn't expect yeah. that, right? It's a nice, it's a nice, you know, surprise. He's out, right? Like they've only have how many other characters that they. Uh, like so to bring what do out. you guys, what do you guys think that the, that that means? Like they have a lot of characters in here that don't have models, right? So does that actually give you hope that we're going to start seeing more and more of them come out? Yeah, I mean, I, I I'd like to think so, um, for sure. You know, Even with the rules, got... right? Like, I'd love to see Lucius. Or Lucius. Yeah. Or... Yeah, yeah rules, they got a yeah. lot of characters they kind of got to cover that don't have models, but play kind of a pivotal, pivotal role in the heresy. Oh and my god, yeah, literally I, every Ravenguard character. Hey? said literally every Ravenguard character. Like, they're, <laughs> the two in the Black Books are never mentioned in the actual, like, Black Library novels, but <laughs> there's supposed hmm. to be two like that's the only two named characters we got we got Alverix Mon and Cadus uh, Nex and neither like I'd love to have a short story about Cadus Nex like what he got into after he left his fan but well yeah, there's quite, quite a, quite a... Fiber familiars if you want to count those like 
The Ravens. There's, yeah. I mean, there there is there is a quite a different a bunch of characters. Like, I think a lot of them have like one or two. You know, like yeah, I think every Iron, legion has two at least. The Iron, I know what Iron Warriors have two for sure. Valen and Golg. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they got Golg um, and that guy with the melted face that's loyalist. Yeah, Kier Valen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the one guy that. Um, it's not that great, but um, the world eaters. There's like a sergeant or something. Ah, um, uh, Sharbrin Dar. He's a centurion. He's a loyalist. I actually made a model for him. Nice. He's in the scattered legion army. And so he's he's actually he's another one of those characters that you just that we actually just described. Um, uh, Tarvitz as being uh, one of those low level. Um, characters that is kind of just fun for a narrative purpose, but he's actually a bit of a bootstroker. Um, he he he's got the headhunter rule. He's got um, he hates the world eaters. He, he's kind of a jump pack. Yeah. Rage challenges he does exceptionally well. That's his for his headhunter rule, and he can. I think I ran. I, I I did kind of a trial thing, and he he gets six attacks, and he gets to re-roll a crazy amount. And I essentially I did about four wounds with his chain axe with it. And for a decent little you know 115 point guy, that's pretty brutal. So I that was another one of those models that with the Shattered Legion, I took the opportunity to hey, I'm going to do this model because. You everybody always sees the big name characters on the fields, right? You always see the Carnes. Oh, for sure. All those guys, the guys of legend, but all these little, um, you know, fringe characters that you you don't expect too much of. Like, you know, he's a he's a low level couple couple attacks, couple of wounds, few points. Nobody ever expects them on the battlefield. So when they're actually on the battlefield and they start doing something, that's like they don't have to do a huge amount and it can be quite cinematic. So I took yeah. that opportunity with this model, with those rules to do that. Well, I know Thanks. that I'm trying to do the same thing with uh, <clears throat> the Alpha Legion. Uh, what's Exodus? Name? Yeah, Exodus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a Vindicare rifle uh, that I'm going to, uh, the new one that I'm going to change up a little bit. And I have the new Praetor that just uh, came out, or the character Centurion, whatever it is, the guy with the, mm -hmm. the sword. Yep. I'm just going to model him a little bit different and yeah, run the Exodus. Uh, last battle report that I did, I had some headhunters and in the Zormortalis game, and they did surprisingly well, even in close combat, which was quite nice. So I think pairing them up together would be kind of neat in a you know fluffy game. Like He's only 115 points, right? The only downside to him, I believe, is... He can't be taken as your. He can't be your warlord. Character. Yeah, he can't be your compulsory HQ. That's right. Um, so he's, so he's a lot like a vigilator or saboteur. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, for 115 points, that's not expensive, and he's really good. Like yeah, that um, rifle is unreal. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty and good, it's, right? And and uh, and he's got it will not die. He does. He does. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, no, um, he, he can, I think, on 4+, plus he picks which model he hits. Now, that's good and and bad, because... Uh, it's good for picking apothecaries out. Yeah, but you can still look at Sir. 
Yeah. Right? So, like, well, I guess it's kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? It, a little bit, but you know what? It's still only four plus because you're not picking out an independent character. It's a character, yeah. Right, so you still have that fifty-fifty chance. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think you can just allocate it to him because it doesn't really specify, right? It says controlling player may choose which model is hit, but then, you know, following the usual procedure for assigning hits and saves. So, you know, usual is after I send a hit, you can look out sir, right? So, so um. But I mean, like whatever. If you get a couple hits, I think. Salvo, like his big weapon is rending, or sorry, yeah. his big weapon is heavy one, rending. Um, his his rapid shot is still Salvo two four, so I mean, rending. So with four shots, if you're up close, like, you know, he's got a good chance of actually doing some, doing yep. some damage, right? Yeah, but um, he can actually big... move at the same time. That's that's the big advantage to him, right? Like, how many sniper right. characters do you have? Like Saul Tarvitz has got a sniper rifle, but if he moves, he's only hitting on a six. Um, right. and you're probably going to have to move him a few times. Uh, I think the range on the instrument is longer as well, isn't it? It's 36. No, it's still only 36. Okay. Yeah. You know. But I mean, again, he infiltrates. I'm sure he does. Yeah, he does. Uh, scouts as well. So with him and headhunters, let's say you run them together, like they mm -hmm. can really get into position. Right? Oh, yeah. And um, he doesn't get preferred enemy, but the headhunters do. So if you have them together like that, makes a really unique you know yeah. they kind of play off each other he also has cameline or camelo again if you put them together he gets stealth so he confers it to them so i mean they could sit and cover for a while and like do okay sure. damage until you get to them does right? he save and... you against the flamer <laughs> that's eh, right still three plus yeah. armor that's fine yeah. And he's gonna yeah, yeah. I will not die, so he might just get that wound back. I think there there's a lot of suspicion that he was kinda supposed to be the unofficial Omegan. Uh, I mean, for points? Yeah. No thanks. But that that's but. why they gave him the it will not die kind of thing. And why he's like the infiltrator. I, I don't know why we didn't just get rules for Alpharius and Omega. That would have been uh, cool. Yeah. Definitely. It would be. It it, it really would. I mean, I think so. Let's let's talk about that. Let's say I wanted to make my own rules for Omegon, right? You would take the stats of Alpharius, for example, right? Mm -hmm. So regular Primarch, but then you would change up the spear, most likely. Well, see, you say that, but they talk about the spear and they pass that spear around quite a bit. They do to believe that they have more than one, actually. But let's say rules-wise, you wouldn't give him the spear, right? Because you wouldn't want to, right? So you would give him a sword or power weapon or something like that, right? Uh, maybe a Paragon Blade, something that he can actually fight with. Um, and then on the other hand, I would give him exactly that, like a big sniper rifle. So you could make him like a 400-point sniping character that is also a Primark that can fight in close combat. On the other hand, the army benefits, I wouldn't do Preferred Enemy, I wouldn't do 4 plus Cs, but maybe he gets like plus two to see if he goes first, you know, uh, give your army automatically infiltrate. Yeah. Or shrouded like first bonuses. turn. Exactly. Shrouded first he's, turn yeah. would be amazing. Because yeah, he's the head of the infiltrator cadre, so. That's right. Yeah. Or have, him, or have him use like a rule like the old, I think it was Sly Marbo, where it's like you could take him and just place him anywhere on the field. 
Oh, and you just yeah, he he appears where just kind of infiltrates in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah that that might be yeah, an interesting. Um, what is it? The uh, the gray knight or not the gray knights? The um, knights errant have that. They can deep strike, no scatter. Oh, nice. Right? So yeah. I mean, something like that would be really fluffy, right? Mm -hmm. Where you could build a whole infiltrating army. I mean, we're not talking here twenty five hundred, three thousand point games, right? Which is kind of weird because then you're getting a primark in a in a big game, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, it would be pretty cool to see him run like that, right? So if I were to make his rules, that's kind of what I would look to do. Um, sure. Again, you're still looking at, you know, very expensive Primark, but yeah. it would be pretty cool to, to kind of see yeah. him I think do. I'd probably give him a Paragon Blade with Poisoned on it, like a Poison 2+, because he would kind of, like, fits in with the, um, the Power Daggers a little bit. And then his Paragon Blade would be shorter, right? He'd be more inclined to use kind of a, right. a well, knife you know, size thing, I think. You give him like in my mind, precision anyway. shot on two plus. You give him, you know, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe he has murder strike on his sniper rifle, right? So on yep. a six, it causes yeah, instant, instant death. death. Yeah, right. Things like that, but not not immediate, not all the time, but just on a six or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Other than yeah. that, he does two wounds or whatever. He has some special ammunition. It would be kind of cool to really see a sniper character that is also a primarch which i yep. mean they never talk about omegon really being a sniper but they talk about him infiltrating right yep. they talk about him being basically the the Everywhere. master again or, or whatever you want to call it right yeah i remember that story with him on uh oh, he was on the mechanicum world now i can't think oh that's deliverance yeah it's deliverance yes. lost yeah um because <laughs> it's uh raven guy story right yeah yeah deliverance is on the is on the moon i think um yeah. and then the forge world is like kiavar i believe and uh he creates the rebellion on the that's like right. through the mechanicum that's on the forge world that's right that's right yeah and then uses that cover to get into the base and recover the uh spoilers yeah yes. yeah yeah spoilers yeah <laughs> Well, let's swap late now, here. boys. Yeah. Um, have you guys? So now I can't remember. It's a short story. I want to say Serpent something. The seventh Serpent. Is that the one? The with... one with the Sisyphean crew. Yes. Yeah. Well, where where like the the um, where Sherokin uh, Sherokin no. and those guys go to try no, to assassinate? No, that's Ophiris. not the one I'm thinking. That one's really good too. Uh, where he fights that weird character. Mason, I think they call him, or something. Uh, and then Alpharius, like, says that he was going to kill Shuriken, but oh yeah, Thomas Magnus, he wouldn't. I, I think that's the one that you're talking about. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking with, uh, you know what? I'm going to have to have a look at this because they go infiltrate another installation, and I want to say it's is that the one where they go inside in crates, like. They all bundle themselves up inside crates and get shipped in. Maybe. <laughs> it's a short story. It's not very long. It's, yeah, uh... yeah, it's not very long. And Omegon is technically there, so no spoilers. Mm -hmm. But they, it's it's a nice little story about Omegon. I'll have to find it. It's with that girl. It's with that psychic girl that they steal. Um, that yeah. They steal rescue. It's on like an asteroid her. base or something. Right? Yeah. I can't, yeah. Honestly, oh, the outposts. They're trying to uh, recover some alien artifact and uh yeah they have to like just no spoilers it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah destroy it or crush it and it. she's using her like uh 
psychic powers to like crush the base, destroy everything. And... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Either way, I know what you're talking. So about. just I, I have to remember now what it's called because it was actually really cool. And next time I'll remember and I'll mention it to people to read it because even if you're not a huge fan of Alpha Legion, it's a really cool story too. So so with all these so. with all these stories and all the books out there, like I don't know about you guys, but you guys ever get into it where you're you're reading a certain novel or listen to the audiobook and like you're instantly drawn to that legion. Yeah. And you're like you want to start that legion up. Yeah. That's all every time you I know, read a book. You know, like <laughs> yeah, right. Like so for, for somebody for somebody new coming into like Horus Heresy, you know, there's so many legions, there's so many different characters, there's so many, you know, uh, different styles and, and whatnot uh, of just the universe and and again like i said the legions you know as a new player coming into it like your mind's probably just blown like i know we have uh one of our guys there brady he's just been pumping like lists <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah he's been firing off to <laughs> like, me a mile a minute yeah <laughs> so like I, you know I, I gave him a full psych exam to try to like work him <laughs> in to be like no 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 this is the legion you want yeah. And here's the reasons why. And then he was like, "Okay, okay, I'm into it. I'm into it." And then he was like, "I don't, I don't really want to use any of the unique characters." So I helped him design like a, a Praetor as um, Fafnir ran, and then he keeps flipping between that and the Iron Warriors just because he's got yeah. a bunch of Warriors stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I mean, we we went into that conversation quite in depth, and and I, the way I've always done it, and I, I kind of communicated this to Brady as well, was you know I. I pick a scene in, in that book that's inspired me, like the scene that's drawn me into that Legion, or if there's a particular piece of art um, mm -hmm. that's pulled me into it and, and like drawn me to that Legion. And then I try to build my theme around that. So um, yeah. for example, like let's, let's use, uh, let, let's use, um, and spoilers uh, for the, the first wall in the Siege of Terra series. Um, it's not really going to give away any story elements, but just in case, um, you know, there's, there's a scene where obviously the iron warriors are assaulting, um, the spaceport, which is being held by Ran and the, uh, the Imperial fists. And so as they're starting to lose the humans, like the, the Imperial army is kind of starting to get overrun. So Ran wants to kind of save them. Uh, so he leads from the front and he goes out with a breacher team to set up a shield wall to allow the Imperial army to move backwards. And, uh, and so this is kind of what Brady and I have been working towards in his list because he, he really likes mobile infantry. He doesn't really want to have a static gun line. He doesn't really want to mm -hmm. run stone gauntlet. And so I've kind of cited this scene to him because this is one that kind of inspired me from, from an Imperial fist standpoint. And, uh, and then as he kind of starts to reclaim a little bit of that, that ground and allows the, the Imperial army to back off, he then needs an, an escape route. So he outflanks some Sycorins and some armor to kind of pinch out from the sides, create a new wall so that way he can pull back and then pulls the vehicles it's back. Infantry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, if you really want a mobile infantry and you want to have a narrative thematic force, go with that. And then because it's the spaceport, you can fit in, you know, um, I, I recommended to use a Zyphon, but he seems to really like the Primaris Lightning and, and that's fine. I mean, it's a, it's a fine, fine yeah. jet um, as far as game rules go. And, uh, you know, you can fit that in because it's at the spaceport. So tank wise, you're going to want Sycorins and fast moving, fast moving tanks. 
um, and then you know try to get some phalanx warders in there um, or a command squad with shields and axes or something like that to kind of represent ran and and that and uh and his his main crew so yeah, that's that's the nice new, thing new players we have but uh or like listening to us but like when you actually are starting a brand new army let's say mm -hmm. you're new to the hobby or you actually want to start a new one because we could talk about that too because i'm i know we've all gone through it yeah like other than this i know for me so i'll i'll mention it and then Maybe Ryan, you can tell us what you would do to choose the next one. But for myself, um, stories is a big one, right? So I, I'll, I've read through majority of them. I think only the, the third book of Terra I haven't and a couple of the Primarchs books I haven't. Mm -hmm. But uh, like I know for White Scars, like after reading their books, I, I had to play them. Uh, Legion, even though it's still a very small portion, like they don't go, like they only go into Alpha Legion later on. Like it's a lot about militia. But like, I needed to play Alpha Legion. Like they see, were my army. Like see, I and in just that fell book, in love with them. In that book, I fell in love with with the militia and the army. Yeah. Right? And, and that's yeah. the thing. I, I think I a like, lot of people did. Yeah. You know, like, and really, really, you know, yes, I wanted to play, you know, Alpha Legion, and then I read more about them and learned more about them. Right. Yeah. So myself, I, I like those. Um, I think not many people in in this particular hobby. Uh, Especially with their first army, I guess, maybe later on, but not many of them go in and say, okay, what army am I going to win with, right? Yeah, there's a few people out there that, that, do, that do that when they're picking an army, um, but not, not really so much the first one, I feel. The first one is always, what do you like? And personally, I definitely suggest that myself too. I mean, you're going to have to sit down, you're going to have to paint an army, you're going to have to play with it, like yeah. find something that you really like, find something that you like talking about, because we spend a lot of time talking about it. So you want, you, you want to be able to have that. So Ryan, I guess yourself, let's say you were about to start an army. So you've got a couple now. You're about to start a new one. Yeah. Like, what would you do? Well, well, you just started an army, right? So why don't you talk about that process that got yeah. you into the Shattered Legions? The Shattered Legion one, yeah. The Shattered Legion one was a bit of a different ball of wax. I've, I've had lots of armies over the years. Um, but the Shattered Legion is really something that's that kind of stood out to me. Um, actually, first it was not only the storytelling aspect that you guys mentioned, but I had watched a battle report online. Uh, I can't recall off the top of my head a couple of English chaps, and uh, one of them has a Shattered Legion army. It's the same. It's the same type of legions, and it was character-driven. It didn't have all the same characters. He had a Tarvitz, uh, that kind of thing. But it really kind of gave me a challenge to um, do something different. I have my Imperial Fists. Um, they're very much um, the way they are is the way they are. Um, I just want something different. I want something that I've always been up for a challenge. Like I was the guy who back in the day ran a Tanith first and only Imperial Guard army using all Tanith models, 125 of these things. And I would infiltrate, shoot sniper rifles, and shoot flamers. It was really something that stood out to other people, and it was really a challenge. So with the Shattered Legion, it was a stark contrast to what it was with the Imperial Fists. 
it's very kind of very more into the guerrilla warfare aspect of it it's more cinematic and telling the story that's what stood out to me and jumped out to me as it being a challenge also um me being the perpetual nerd i am just like every one of you guys and anybody out there that has young kids, you try to mold them and manipulate them in to uh, getting into what you're into. I remember actually when I uh, had stopped playing 40k and actually I was going to move to Alberta, I was blowing out my Crimson Fist army that I had had for, oh geez, since about 2000, let's say. And um, when I was selling it and the guy was coming to get it, my kids go, those are really cool, dad. What are they? And my daughter had played HeroQuest. And I'm like, oh, really? So I showed them it, and of course, they wanted to paint. And from there, they wanted to build armies. And that's where the Talons of the Emperor came from, because my daughter loves the Sisters of Silence. And my son, he's a kind of a little mental, sadistic kind. So he wanted an evil <laughs> army. So <laughs> that's where we got the Shattered Legion, who are evil, yet they're heroes at the same time. And see, and I like, like to me, painting different squads different colors would really appeal to me that's the other re yeah, reason yeah. why i like alpha legion is because i'm able to take other special units and paint them up and and use them um so yeah the painting aspect of it is really cool because yeah you get to paint three four five le i guess as many as you really want but you can paint all those legions and, and well and, and there's and there's the whole like conversion aspect of it too yeah. or the hobby of it like shattered legion you literally can do whatever you want right yeah anything and exactly. and make them make them look you know like they've been there for a long time and they've got to use different parts of you know some armor that's on on the battlefield that's still good and they need to replace their parts and stuff like that right so i mean you, yeah. you might get you might get that you know one marine who was part of that legion but you know, felt betrayed and crossed out his symbol kind of thing, you know, and stuff like that. So that's something I really went with. I really wanted to take units that you didn't always see. Like in the book, it was when they were getting rid of, not only did they get rid of the loyalist units, but a lot of those times those units were ones that you wouldn't always see. They wouldn't see combat. Therefore they weren't around to be influenced by the, you know trader forces or whatever so it's like i like i said i've got world eater i've got world eater recons with shotguns and melt bombs in this army i've got a lot of different things like my my son of forest veterans have not always the most um efficient war gear but they definitely have some hodgepodge war gear like okay you know might have picked it up from here, might have picked it up from there. Because in the books, you don't always see characters that have the most um, most effective gear. You have captains yeah. with chain swords and stuff like that. So I really want to bring that out and tell the story. And if I win with it, it's even better. Oh, well, for think... sure. For sure. Yeah. But even yeah. even like, like, I know me and, me and Bill have talked a fair bit about... Uh, the legions and you know the new legions kind of that we want to try out or, or run and do and yeah um i was actually doing the the word bears there for a little bit just trying to get them going um but eventually it came down to wasn't really digging them right so um bill came out with this this idea of like you know it'd be cool is 
having those old classic grudge matches, you know, the Ultramarines, which is my main army that everybody knows and has pretty much seen. Um, Bill's decided to, you know, start up the word bearers, right? So yeah. we can have those kind of grudge matches and, and uh, just have really good, good time with them. And, you know, you got iron warriors and Imperial fists. There's tons of, Iron Warriors players. In, in yeah, there community. is so many. There is a ton. Uh, I've had my fellow playing against Iron Warriors <laughs> to my fists. So. What's What's crazy is like after I read No No Fear and uh, Mark of Kelth, I just started to really dig the word bearers and like you know flipping through some of their unit entries. You got characters like that Hall Belloth guy who doesn't have a model, but he's in you know in the Siege of Kelth and. Uh, just seems like a cool character. Just a lot of them kind of seem cool, like Argoltal as well. Something I'd like to even run as a Praetor. I'll convert it out, right? Just, just like, different, different to, things. In order to run, to play word bearers, from the stories, you really, really have to have a lot of disrespect for the human race. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Wow. I'm there. Really tell tell us how I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> no. Honestly. Honestly, though, I really love their stories. Like I do. There's a few things here and there that I, I would pick out and say I didn't like that, but majority of their stuff, like with uh they're just so awful to the Ultramarines. Like, well, they're just awful to they everybody. Show up and they're all yeah, just in general, and stuff, man. And then like. A switch it's goes the off. Ultramarines. Like, you, you basically gotta treat them like dirt. That's the way. Oh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's a race to the oh, bottom between man. like Layak and uh, <laughs> and Fabius Bile. Like they're both pretty. They're both pretty nasty. Yeah. Logar is definitely like a Primarch that I like to hate. I that, didn't that I have to admit, like I didn't like him at first at all. I always thought he was just like the. But that's sucked, what I mean, right? Though, right? Like you just don't that like chump. Him. Yeah, well, he really was. He was. Well, let's be real. He's a bit of a bitch, right? He's like, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to go to <laughs> well, chaos. He's, and you're like, he, he's. I mean, really, he's what the the Primarch chaplain, pretty much, right? Yeah. yeah the but guy sitting like at the him, back, just. Like and then you start liking him, and then you don't like him again at the end, and yeah, and, like that's that's really how I felt, right? We're we're even Horus, like, honestly, even Horus, you love him at the beginning. You love him in the middle, and we're going to love him right at the end because he's just like he's a good no. bad guy. And don't get me wrong, Logar's a good bad guy too. But just like Erebus, like, oh. oh, I just yeah. see. Oh man, I, the word, I, I the like bears or the Westboro Baptist Church of Warhammer 30k. <laughs> oh, it's not political. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Like Erebus, like I, I don't know, I. I actually enjoyed his character yeah. just in the oh, first he, couple of books, right? He's he's just a little, you know, he's, he's an he's asshole, <laughs> but he's our asshole. Yeah, exactly, right? I just, but everything, everything that is wrong with Space Marines, Erebus, like exemplified. Yeah, yeah. bodies oh. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one Legion that I would never play. Anybody want to take a guess? Space wolves because they're too cool for you. Space wolves. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. They're uh, too cool. Well, what? There's I so much hate. There's so much hate for space wolves. Anything. 
I like um, Russ, actually. The yeah. more I read about Russ, I really, really like Russ, actually. Because um, he's awesome. But I don't like Legion for some reason. I don't know what it is. You know what? I don't like him in 40k, oh. but I like him in 30k. Like, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of them. And you know what? I'm the same boat with the Ultramarines. They're a bunch of Mary Sues in 40k, but they're actually, like, hard <laughs> as nails and... <laughs> In 30k, they yeah. are, they really are those poster boys. Like I said, yeah. you just there's yeah. something about it wasn't them. it wasn't for my like, beloved ultramarines. There would be no new Primaris models, okay? But, but we talk about like so maybe, I don't know. <laughs> some people might say no, it'd be a good thing if the ultramarines weren't around. <laughs> if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have legions. We yeah. would have legions. We wouldn't have the stupid chapters. Well, you know, mo- most of those chapters are ultramarines, anyways. So, if you're the wolves, yeah. you just cheat anyway. Just, just uh, or black successor chapter, the black templars. Yeah. Yeah. But there are so many, like, so many good armies, so many good models. Yeah. Like, whatever your flavor is, right? Yeah. Like they all, all the legions, all the legions, uh, kind of have that look to them of something in history, you know. Yeah. Uh, Ultramarines are like Romans, of course, right? You know, Sp- uh, we got space Vikings for the uh, space wolves and Egyptian like for Thousand Sons. And Westboro Baptist Church for the. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for the word bearers. <laughs> what but would there's... you say? Like, okay, so what would you say the Alpha Legion are then? They're just Cobra the Alpha Legion Alphas. or the KGB secret police? Persian. Okay. Because okay. I know, like, uh, like Dark Angels, right? Are your inner circle knights? Yeah, Arthurian knights. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then um, Night Lords. Well, but see, wor- world eaters are supposed to be like the. Well, they're like gladiators, really. That's what they are. Gladiatorial. Yeah. Warriors of the of the sands, right? The blood sands. Yeah, they're they're the Roman lower class, and the Ultramarines yeah. were like the Roman upper class. Night Lords. Night Lords are like Vlad the Impaler and Romanian. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Blood Angels are Greek. Italian. Blood Angels are a blend between Greek and Italian, like Greek and Renaissance Italian. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. What, what what more? Iron, Iron Hands. What about Iron Hands? Well, actually, Iron, Iron Warriors, Iron Warriors. Going back to Iron Warriors, they are they are they're Greek, very Greek. Yeah. yeah. Well, Greek, but they're also like a Soviet Russian army. They've definitely got that feel of the attrition. You know, keep pushing forward, dirty, disgusting warfare, just getting it done type thing. Yeah. So they've definitely got that feel too. Yeah. Life is cheap. Yeah, with fists. Fists, they've got that they've got that Greek feel too with they're the, the city of Troy. Right. right. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. the city of Troy, that Greek feel, but then they're also very much um knights and dueling too. Like they're they're helmets that have very much the black templar. They turn out to be yeah. black templar, right? So, yeah, yeah. The crusades. the crusades pretty much yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. and then First children are a bit of a. I think they're Persian meets Italian style too, because they're Ooh, all about really? the curved weapons. Uh, for me, nice. I see them more as like Renaissance French. 
I could see that too. Like it's it's yeah. very much about pomp. It's very much about dueling. It's very much about you know everything has to be everything that we do is better than everyone else. Um, and like it, even the look to me. Oh, I wouldn't have played them then. <laughs> you guys just lost every Quebec listener. <laughs> what about the? Uh, um, so we've got white scars, of course. Chinese, Chinese Mongols. Mongols. Yeah. 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 Um, Death Guard. Iron. That one, I, I'm not really sure. Death Guard's tough. I mean, they were like, the world that he comes from is very much peasant class, tormented by, you know, the monsters up on the mountain. Yeah, they're like warp creature things. Yeah, and they're very like farmer sort of. Uh, so, so I don't know, maybe maybe like, just uh, the dark, maybe the dark like the revolutionaries, yeah, the dark ages, like plague, yeah, like no. uh, overthrow your king type of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like just do like dirty, do what's French. sick, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. The French. Um, no, we already established who the French was. Salamanders. <sighs> they're they're a tough one because they're like craftsmen all the time right like right they... like blacksmiths right so mm-hmm. and they care about the people they care about regular human beings and people more than any other marines it yeah. seems yeah ultramarines do too don't get me wrong they definitely go over that yeah but uh salamanders more so than any other legion um so i don't know yeah, what you would call I just, them I, but i can't really think of who's like such a craftsman vulture like that yeah well yeah. If you're gonna compare them to comic books, I would I would almost say Black Panther, because Black Panther's character is not only besides the obvious, but he's very much a man of the people, right? He's very much a, a um, yeah, and they're pretty ingenuity. Um, yes. Um, okay. His country. It's, yeah. it's really hard to say. It's almost um, it's almost the age of tech, like the age of of. Uh, the technology, right, for or craftsmanship, uh, whenever that was, like, you know, with all the inventions that they started coming out with and experimenting with and whatnot. Yeah, it's fair. It's fairly Renaissance, but I don't know that people were caring too much about Renaissance. Maybe, yeah. um, maybe uh, like Industrial Revolution America. Yeah, I was, I was thinking Could the be, same yeah. thing, right? Because like unions were starting to spring up. Um, you know, you're starting to see much more uh, social programs come out, much more, you know, caring about the general population and craftsmanship was still important and ingenuity was at the top. And, mm-hmm. um, so like, I, you know, I could, I could very much see that and it's very much about, you know, protecting your own. And, uh, I mean that, that would fit. It's funny that two, two of the legions in the trefoil are so hard to pin down. And then the yeah. other one is just space Vikings. Well, but you've got like <laughs> you've got also well iron hands. What about iron hands? And then, um, kind of about iron, iron hands. They so would. I would, I would actually say no, we said iron are word. more close to the Scottish or the uh, the British, the traditional British tribes and the clans because they're yeah. clans. But then you also see that there's quite a bit of infighting, I guess, rivalry going on between them as well they're very but and they're very very bitter 
Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. They're very World War yeah. One Brits. Very World yeah, War One yeah. kingdom. Yeah, I, mean, I kind of I kind of laugh at how they how they work in there, like being clans, be very very bitter, very hard, very determined, and I see it looking at my wife, who's Scottish Scottish from Scotland, and it's like, yeah, they're definitely your people. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which is great. It it it's definitely a character. It's very bold. It's very in your face. It's very very strong. It's like I don't want to compare them to orcs. Like they'll they have their own problems, but amongst each other, but collectively they're very strong. So if you mess with them, you're gonna feel the whole rage and wrath of everything coming down your head. And then what would you say, sons of horse? Bastards. Sons of Horus, I kind of see as the Germanic tribes. Like pre-Roman invasion. Like it's it's very much a it's very much a warrior culture. It's very much tribal. Um you know, they're they're somewhat united, but also still a little bit of infighting. But if you look at like say, for example, the the art of like pre-Primarch Horus in the Siege of Terror books. Um, I don't know if they're in the standard editions, but I know in the limited editions, there's those early concept photos of what they look like before the Emperor found them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, he, he actually, he looks a lot like a, like, a, um, like a Germanic High King. They also talk about like what it was prior as well, mm -hmm. right? So like, um, what do you call it? The hives of, can't even think of it now where they're like murdering each other and yeah yeah um, i mean they they were in like a weird techno barbarian planet right like kind of weird i don't yeah. i don't remember much about it but they did a little bit i'm trying to think of the story but now i can't yeah you get a little more peeks into it in the siege of terra from like a bad yeah, flashbacks yeah, right? right yeah with abaddon um, and uh, yeah and that that's sorry. that's where it really kind of like secured it for me was it was very much that's that to me sounded very Germanic, like Germanic early the, tribes. They have like the top knots, right? Yeah, but I mean things like that weren't uncommon in Germanic tribes either. Like you know they would have a top knot or they would have dreadlocks or um, just it's boundless. Spice. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was just it was more about like the better warrior you were, the more fearsome you had to look. Yeah. Right. Right. Goal. And then who are we missing? Raven yeah, Guard? yeah, exactly. The goal, yeah. Uh the Raven Guard are easy. They're they're like Ma sorry, they're very the, the Raven Guard are very Maori. Okay. Like um, so, uh, southeastern or um, South Pacific, I should say. Right. So uh, you see that a lot in the art on the tattoos. Like it's it's very Maori style tattoos. Um, and then uh, the quick lightning raids. Right. I mean, the Maori were known to sneak up on you. You didn't know that they were coming. And then all of a sudden they'd come out. They'd come out fast and ferocious. Right. And uh, and then kind of recede. Um, you especially see it in the Carcharodons, which is like one of their uh, subsequent chapters after they kind of get broken down. But. Yeah, they're tribal. very, yeah, yeah, they're very Maori in nature. We're an influence, I should say. Okay. Well, I think I think that's good. 
right? Yeah. We've kind of chatted about a few different things. Yeah. Um, thanks for joining us, guys. Right now. Yeah, no problem. For sure. Thanks for having me. Andy, Thank Bill. You. Yep, for sure. Yeah, and then I think uh, we'll probably. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. Join us to find out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So thanks for thanks for joining. I mean, subscribe, um, share, like, share if you like, comment. Yeah. Like, just let us know what you want us to talk about. Really, if you want to be a guest, let us know too. We'll yeah. uh, we'll try to do this more and more now that you know nobody's actually playing. So you know the people, the few people that actually get to play are these days. So. We'll be trying to talk more and more about stuff. So yeah, let us know what you want to hear and let us know if you want to join us. Excellent hobby right. time. Good time to get those yeah. word bearers down there, Bill. Definitely. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I just painted a whole word bearer army. I just can't touch another word bearer for a while. I know you did. So yeah, I can't. And I'm really disappointed because after I was done with them, I handed them off. And I was really looking forward to playing a few games against them. And he hasn't had a chance. And of course, with this, nobody's played. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. see them soon. We'll see them soon. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. to, to beat we'll them to with some... my true. I think the events will be fast and furious after this is over. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one good thing that's actually come from this is everybody's got so much time on their hands that you can either A, catch up on your modeling and painting, or B, start a new project, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can say, oh, I'm just playing all the time. No, you don't have a choice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Now there's no excuse for uh, gray models on the table. No No excuse for unpainted models. (laughs) Damn straight. Most of us. Yeah. I agree. Not for everybody. All right, we're probably in for another four weeks. So, oh, at least, <laughs> at least. So, I mean, that's at that's least. not time. <laughs> Think positive. Right? Come on. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for yeah. joining us. We'll see awesome. You Thanks, All guys. Right. Thanks. See you. Catch ya.